Hello, my friends. It's me again, your girl, Melinda Rackley, the inspiration engineer, and I am incredibly excited to share episode three of Boundaries Bootcamp with you. We are in for a treat today. Special guest shares her insight and gives us all the tools we need to get our life together and create and maintain healthy boundaries. So here it is, week three, Boundaries Bootcamp, protecting the relationships that matter. So I'm going to allow her the opportunity to introduce herself, and she is going to be taking us on a dynamic journey today with boundaries and protecting the relationships that matter. And again, we will have this available on our podcast. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to turn the floor over to one of the dynamic women that I know in my city here who is making big waves and helping people take charge of their life and live their best life. So I'm turning it over to you. I am Coach Michelle Kennedy, a Master Life Coach and Chief Curator for Embrace You Training Solutions. Uh, I own a um, training solutions company that provides comprehensive training for groups, businesses, organizations, uh, where we customize training for you, or we'll come in with our team, uh, train curriculum, get your team up and running, uh, making sure that they are trained so that you're getting uh, the most bang for your dollar and that it creates a culture in your company that allows them um, to thrive. So let's see what else I do. I, uh, I've been a event planner since 2004, um, in the city, born and raised right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and I'm just excited about the platform, um, that I've been, um, entrusted with. So, uh, in the coaching community, I am known as, uh, Miss Get You Together, uh, and that's what I specialize in. Uh, it's helping you get things together. Oftentimes, um, we're good alone, but we're better together, and uh, every player needs a coach. Thank you. Thank you so much. Listen, I feel like I'm ready to hire you right now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So today, again, it's all about protecting the relationships that matter. And I know for me in my life, it has been a challenge with creating and maintaining healthy boundaries. One of the things that I've struggled the most with are the relationships closest to me. You know, those those uh, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships are mother, daughter, you know, father, daughter relationships. And so today I have asked uh, Ms. Michelle to come in and just talk to us about how to create and maintain healthy boundaries in our relationships and protecting those relationships that do matter. I think oftentimes for me, when it came to boundaries, it was hard to create boundaries because my parents didn't teach boundaries in our home you know it was their way or the highway you know or you get your butt whooped and so it was hard to know what boundaries to create and I love the quote that I say every week and every week I say it wrong so this week hopefully I'm going to say it correctly um so it's walls keep everybody out but boundaries teach us where the door is and again 
a boundary is only a healthy boundary if there is a door, which means there's a way for a person to get in and out. And the person who is responsible for creating the door with the lock and the key is me. I am the only person who can set healthy boundaries in my life and maintain them because I have the master key to my doors. So I'm going to turn it back over to our guest and I'm so excited to hear and, and learn how I can continue to create and maintain healthy boundaries in my life. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we all struggle with that because uh, oftentimes we don't realize that our relationship habits are created uh, during our first relationships, which is with our parents. Um, so whatever it was or it wasn't sets the trajectory for uh, how we live and how we move in relationships. So I have um, created a PowerPoint. I'm going to share my screen so that uh, we'll be able um, Please feel free to, um, and we'll get started. Can you see my PowerPoint? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, so this information um, is created by me as well as it will be facilitated by me. So creating healthy boundaries. So uh, my scriptorial base for what we're going to be discussing comes from Proverbs 4 and 23, where it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So when you think about boundaries, boundaries are uh, proverbial gates. Um, they are what protects what's on the other side of it. Um, we've been uh, instructed to guard our hearts because it is from our hearts that our lives are created or broken. It is from our hearts that we find um, our successes and our challenges. So as we are going through the information, continue to keep that in the forefront um, because there's not many things that we have been told to guard um, in our lives, but our hearts are one. The funny thing about that, it is the one thing that gets broken the most over and over again, uh, because we have not created those boundaries in order to be able to successfully guard our heart. So I wanna start with two questions. And if you would uh, take a moment and answer the two questions, and then we're gonna use them for discussion. Uh, the first question is, what is your personal definition of a boundary? Uh, second question is, give one example of a healthy relationship boundary that you already have in place. So what is your personal definition of a boundary? And give an example of a boundary that you already have in place. Oh, those are good questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay man I think when you when you put in there what is your personal definition I got stumped because I know what the book says but what does Melinda say oh okay. yes and it's so important like when we are able to identify what we actually 
believe like we, there's a lot of things that we've been taught uh, and not even everything we've been taught we believe. Uh, we'll do it because it's what we've always done. Uh, we'll do it because it's what we've been instructed to do without ever creating a personal conviction of what it is. So true. I guess if I had to just speak off the top of my head, just with what we've been going over in the book, I would say that my personal definition of a boundary is a a safeguard that I put in place to protect myself from unwanted injury in any area of my life. Okay. And an example of a healthy relationship boundary that I already have in place, I would say is with myself. And I think that's one of the biggest boundaries you can have and mo most important ones. And so for me, a healthy boundary that I have is when I am working with the client or an individual and I feel tension in the relationship or the interaction, I will take a 30 minute reset and do a three minute meditation before responding. And I think this, this healthy response boundary has really helped me to not respond out of my emotion. Yeah. Um, and it's helped me to protect myself from a lot of injury that I would have caused with negative words or just not being calm and, and well thought out. Very good. Thank you. Uh, would anyone else like to share what their personal definition of a boundary is? Okay. <laughs> You're only looking at me because I'm the only other one apart from Melinda that's on camera. Okay. For me, I'm, I'm very good at this game. So um, I, in fact, I have so many so for, for example, it's um, like what Melinda said, it, for me, my, a boundary, um, my personal definition is about how I maintain my self-preservation, how I measure my tolerance um, and what I will and will not put up with from, from you. And um, I have many healthy um, boundaries already in place. Of course, the person who is on the receiving end doesn't think they are. But for example, you, ca you can't call my house after 10 p.m. at night you can't call my landline at 10 don't don't call me so yeah there you go I have many so many <laughs> yeah thank you very good uh would someone who's not on camera uh dare to share what their personal definition uh of a boundary is Okay, uh, so I'll go. So for me, uh, my definition of a personal boundary is uh, like terms and conditions. Whenever we sign up for something or we take credit of something or we enter into a relationship with a company, even employment, you sign a contract and that contract becomes the terms of condition, meaning we're going to set up front how we are going to conduct ourselves. So I'm big about setting the expectation up front. Uh, one of the 
examples of a healthy relationship boundary uh, I, that I have in place is because I work a Tuesday through Saturday schedule. I still work my full-time job. I work Tuesday through Saturday on purpose. Like I've turned down promotions um, because I wanted to maintain that schedule because the Mondays have been deemed as my reset days. Um, I go hard in the paint uh, Tuesday through Saturday sometimes 15, 16, 17 hour days, but on Monday, I'm going to choose what I want to do. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to stay in bed as long as I want to stay in bed. That gives me an opportunity to decompress from my week. So that is one of my healthy relationship boundaries that I have set in place for me in regards to my relationship with me and the, my relationship with others. I can tell you that when I don't take time to reset, um, my inner critic, Petty Penelope, will show up. <laughs> she will come and visit. <laughs> so I have to make sure that my spirit is in check because uh old wretched man that I am. Okay. <laughs> so boundaries are like laws. When I looked up the definition for boundaries, it said a line that's drawn. So laws have been created in the land to keep us safe. So there's the speed limit. The speed limit uh, is set for what they have deemed to be safe for you to drive in the right conditions. Um, they are put in place for safety reasons, not to keep you from being great, even though sometimes the laws do, um, and not even to keep you bound. They are put in place to keep you safe. Um, I'm normally a rather timely person, and I will credit that to my um, parents uh, because I had a curfew. Like, I was the one who had the car, but I was the one with the curfew and all of my friends, they didn't have vehicles, but they didn't have a curfew. So it taught me to be where I was supposed to be on time. Um, my dad only had a third grade education, but there were uh, principles that he taught me and things he would say, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. That's a boundary on time. Um, if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. Those type of principles that we set in place for our lives, those are examples of boundaries. In life, it's very important to set healthy relationship boundaries to keep our hearts safe. Going back to our scripture that says, above all else, guard your heart. There are laws in the land and there should be laws for your life. In 2009, I discovered those who I was connected to had free reign and how they handled me 
treated me and dealt with me on all levels. Um, and this was at home with my uh, ex-husband and my children. It was at work with my bosses, my coworkers, uh, my employees, at church, um, with the pastor, with different organizations, with the team I led. There were no boundaries in place. So because I had opened myself up took free reign for others, uh, they took advantage of it. People can only do to us what we allow them to do. When I realized I didn't have boundaries in place to keep me protected from hurt, harm, or danger, I knew it was time for me to put some in place. And in 2009, uh, well, in 2004, I had a nervous breakdown. And I drove myself to the hospital and checked myself in. Um, in 2009, I found myself near that place. And I said, I would never allow myself to get so overwhelmed, uh, downtrodden and empty that I would have to drive myself um, to check myself in. So I went and saw a therapist. And talking through what my life looked like, I realized I literally had no boundaries. Um, my children, they're all adults now, um, but then they were uh, preteens and teenagers and like, I couldn't even use the bathroom by myself. I'm like, stop knocking on the door. I just need a moment. Please let me just use the bathroom alone. So I realized that I had no private space. I had no area where I could just um, take a moment and breathe. So when I came home from work, oftentimes I would sit in my car for hours just trying to decompress to build myself back up so that I could go in and be a better representative of a mother to my children. And oftentimes we don't take to put time to put those type of boundaries in place. Um, understanding my worth, my value, and my purpose was key. So think about like, I'm a, I'm a shoe girl. Um, I love shoes. And it was funny because I had to stop myself from buying shoes during the pandemic when we were not going anywhere because you were just buying shoes to put them on the shelf. You ain't going nowhere. Where are you going to wear them shoes at? So I had to put some boundaries on myself with buying shoes. So, but I have, um, a shoe rack in my room that has like my flats, my tennis shoes, um, like some of my Sunday morning shoes, like shoes you just grab and go. Um, and then I have a pair of slides that I don't walk all over the bottom of. Um, and usually I set them by the front door. That way, if I need to run outside to get an Amazon package or uh, take the dog outside, I can just slip those on. Um, and those are the ones that we really when we're walking, we're not looking at where we're walking. We'll walk in the mud. We'll walk all through trash uh, because those shoes have little value to us. Now, when it comes to uh, the shoes that I keep in the box, in the closet, no, let me say that correctly. In the in the box, in the bag that's in the box that's in the closet, I handle those differently because I value them more. 
I handle those differently. And that bath is a boundary um, to keep them clean, to keep them fresh. That box is a boundary that helps to keep them from being um, flattened and uh, it keeps them safe. So the one by the door, there's nothing that keeps it safe. The one on the shelf, you know, it's, it's okay. But it's something about those shoes that I value the most, that I've taken the time to put parameters in place to keep them fresh and new. Setting the boundaries according to how I saw me. So once I realized that I was not the shoe at the door, but I was the shoe in the box in the closet, I started handling myself different. I changed how I saw me. I changed how I valued me. So I had to put boundaries in place and not just boundaries, but new boundaries. I had to establish new boundaries for myself as well as new boundaries for what was acceptable for others. So now others would have to govern themselves accordingly to these new boundaries. Because once my value changed, once I knew my worth, once I understood that I was placed on this earth as an answer, I stopped acting like a problem. I'm going to say that again. Once you realize that you're the answer, you stop acting like a problem. And when I came to the understanding of that, things had to change. Boundaries definitely had to be put in place for myself as well as for others. So I want to ask you a question. When is too much too much? I gave those who I love and I led 100% of me. And you may be thinking, why is that wrong to give 100% of you? Well, if you're giving 100% of you to others, what do you have left for you? What's left for you? Nothing. <laughs> Not at all. A hundred subtract a hundred leaves you zero. I served others at the highest level uh, within my potential because I thought that that was right. I thought I was doing something great by being all in at all times. I thought that that was what the Lord was requiring of me. Anytime people will ask me to do something, whether I wanted to do it or not, uh, I would do it. And I don't know how to half do stuff. Like, I don't know how to do things on a level of normal. I'm extra and I'm okay with that. Like I'm the chick who has got fully dressed to do a virtual uh, presentation. I'm not my fully dressed, sitting in my living room, accessories and all. Uh, Cause I live in Extraville. 
I'm with you. I'm there with you at Extraville. <laughs> Listen, I even, I had to tell myself, do not put on these shoes. I, like I got a, a, a pair of shoes <laughs> sitting right now that I was going to put on so I could teach y'all. And they bling. So they match my outfit. And I said, Michelle, don't put those shoes on to sit at your desk. <laughs> so I don't know how to do things normal. Everything I do is extra because he created me extraordinary. So I gave and gave and gave until I was empty. And when I found myself in the empty place, I also discovered that I was alone. I couldn't call on any of those people who I had given 100% to for help. Like I didn't realize that the role I played in the lives of people wasn't the role that they played in my life. Like I didn't understand or realize that I may have the capacity um, to help them but when it came to the type of help I needed, they didn't have that same capacity. And that's the difference between knowing that you are extraordinary and knowing that you're ordinary. Extraordinary people are always pouring into ordinary people. Ordinary people don't really have the full capacity to pour into somebody extraordinary. It's like, our capacity as extraordinary people is a gallon jug. The capacity for someone who's ordinary may be a bottle of water. And if they pour their bottle of water in your jug, it fits. But there's no way you can pour your jug into their bottle of water. So set. I like that. Can you say that one more time? Absolutely. So you as extraordinary, your capacity is like a jug, a gallon jug. And someone who is extraordinary is like a bottle of water. They can pour their bottle of water in you and you can hold it. But there's no way you can pour your gallon into their bottle of water. They don't have the capacity. And that's when you are someone who's extraordinary. That's when you are a leader. That's when you are um, a servant leader. That's when you are assigned at a level that you provide for those who provide for others. You're extraordinary. You got to stop seeing yourself as just being regular old me. There is nothing regular about you. When you understand who you are, your purpose and your calling, you walk different. You handle yourself different. And it's all about setting relationship boundaries. So is there such thing as too much? Absolutely. If you're giving at 100% all the time, there is nothing left for you. At that point, when I found myself empty, I was working as an operations supervisor with 27 direct reports. I was uh, working in ministry and as well as a mom 
working a full-time job and a full-time student. And I was running on all cylinders and everything. And at the end of the day, there was nothing left for me. God gives us an overflow. We all quote that scripture. I'll pull you out of heaven. Uh, a blessing you won't have room to receive. He's not just giving you an overflow just to have it. God has given us everything we need to be who we are created to be. We were created with the intentions of us giving our gift away. And we have been provided with the ability to reproduce ourselves. We have already been given the grace for whatever it is that will happen in our lives. And we've been given mercy for whatever has already happened. In our lives, we are given overflow for others. What's in your cup, you need. What's in your cup you need. Set the boundary that you give away your overflow. When we give out what's in our cup, we then are overwhelmed in our life because we didn't set boundaries on what we are to give away and what we are to keep for us. Stop giving away what's in your cup. That's for you. Change is a choice. The first change I impl implemented was the word no. Remember I said a couple of slides back, I said yes to everything, whether I wanted to do it or I didn't want to do it, whether it was a part of my purpose or not a part of my purpose, whether it was a part of uh, what I was designed to do or not. I said yes to everything. So implementing the word no was vital. So no is a complete sentence. It's like no period. So no doesn't require anything else to be said. No reason, no explanation. I walked around most of my life feeling overwhelmed because I thought I was supposed to tell everyone yes. If I said no, they would not like me or even love me. I had that sister girl, a uh, superwoman mentality with the S on my chest. But I came to the realization that every yes I give to someone else is a no to me. So instead of giving an instant yes, I think about, is this yes to them worth the no to me? There is nothing you can give or do for anyone else that does not become a no to you. If you give someone time, that's time you don't have for you. If you give someone money, that's money you don't have for you. If you give someone resources, that's resources you no longer have. Time, money, and resources are the three things that we should value and cherish because one, time you don't get any more of. 
You can never get more time. Money and resources, you might get more, but you can never get back what you've already given out. So instead of giving an instant yes, take a moment and think about, is this yes to them worth the no to me? This is setting boundaries. Grace for the race. We are granted the grace for our lives. We are given what is needed to be able to carry the weight of our own personal trials. We get in trouble when we allow others to impose upon us their issues, problems, and trials. Stop taking on problems that other people created for themselves. Uh-uh-uh. Look, Miss Get You Together has showed up in the building. Stop taking on them people's stuff because you know what they're going to do? Recreate it. We become people fixed. We become, uh, instead of us being a resource, we become their source, especially when it comes to relationships with our mates and relationship with our children. Stop taking on those problems. They don't belong to you. And you have not been graced for it. You have not been graced for the race, uh, for their race. That's why you overwhelmed, frustrated, angry, and disgruntled right now. Because you are not fit for their journey. Give it back to them and free yourself. Again, freedom is a choice. Like when we take and we fix other people problem, they either go recreate it or create another one. Oftentimes when we fix people problem, we rob them of learning the lesson. Oftentimes when we fix people problem, we deny God the opportunity to show up for them and be God. We become their God. So get them people back their stuff and for yourself. People are naturally resourceful, creative, and they can figure life out without you figuring out their lives. This is setting boundaries. Govern yourself accordingly. You set standards or boundaries for what was um for what is acceptable and what is not you set relationship boundaries boundaries for your family and boundaries for yourself remember i talked about like when i think of my definition of what a uh boundary is uh it's like a terms of condition so when you enter into a, a financial relationship with a bank They give you a whole set of terms of conditions that says, this is what you can do. 
this is what we expect. This is how we want it done. This is when we want it done. This is when we want it paid. And not only that, they have implemented what will happen if you don't govern yourself accordingly. Oftentimes, in setting boundaries, we don't set repercussions. So people run over our boundaries because there is no consequence for them not governing themselves accordingly. So these standards help you to safeguard your heart from being mistreated from others and from yourself. So when you fly on a plane, the pilot will come on the intercom and he'll say uh, something to the nature as to, in the event that the oxygen mask is deployed, put your mask on first and then proceed to help others. Put your mask on first. You're no good to others if you are no good to yourself. Think of your boundaries as gates. Gates are made to keep things in and to keep things out. The gates will keep uh, what's behind it safe and secure, and it will keep it undisturbed by what's on the outside. So setting these boundaries, guarding your heart, guarding your peace, will allow you to be able to live the best version of you, to live a life that you've been purposed for, to allow you to freely walk in purpose. Oftentimes, we offset the track that we're on when we allow people to not govern themselves accordingly and disturb our peace or distract us or to do things that cause us to be in a different mind space than we should be for what we are. Protect you by putting up those healthy relationship boundaries and don't sacrifice yourself for others. When do I start right now? Uh, Melinda, how much time do I have? Um, you have about five more minutes. Perfect. So let's do this exercise. Answer these three questions. Number one, what's the boundary that you need to put in place starting today? Number two, What's the boundary that you will implement next week? And number three, what's the boundary that will take you some time to implement? Because there are some things in our lives that uh, we can make the adjustment and the change now. We can put that boundary in place now. Um, there are some things that we may need to think through the process and then work towards implementing. But then there are some things that it's going to take you some time to implement the boundaries. 
is going to take you a few more lessons to implement the boundaries. I was in a, um, a 19 year marriage uh, prior and it was horrible. Um, it really was. And coming out of that marriage, like there were boundaries that I knew I needed to put in place. There were some things I needed to put in place like right then. Um, there were some boundaries that I needed to establish. There were some standards that I needed to establish. Um, but then there were some terms and conditions that I needed to take time to think through and write out. Knowing that the next person comes in my life before we get entangled, before we get in bed, before we get caught up in uh, our feelings and our emotions, we're going to go through these terms of service as to what's going to be acceptable and what's not. So would anybody like to share their boundary uh, that they can put in place starting today? Um, I think for me, the boundary that I can put in place starting today is getting like Miss Maz and turning my phone off after a certain time and sticking with it uh, and not being at my computer, just walking away from all devices um, so that I'm not, because I'm usually up to about 3 a.m. working. So <laughs> I think that I need to set a boundary and really focus on keeping it because I'll set the boundary and then change it tomorrow. <laughs> so right, saying right. no to being at my computer and the phone or any clients after 11, I got to get back to that boundary. Yeah. So in that boundary, what's going to be in it for you? Because oftentimes we'll set boundaries without understanding and having full knowledge of how is setting this boundary going to benefit me? What's going to be my buy-in? How is this going to help me? So one of the um, acronyms that I use in coaching is WIFM. What's your WIFM? What's in it for me if I do this? Mm, that's a good question. I think for me, it's, I know I'm going to feel better. I'm not going to be as tired. I know I'll be able to be a better mother, more present, because um, I think now I'm juggling, you know, feeling tired and not getting things that I want to do. I love going to spin class at the gym, but because I'm up till three o'clock, I'm tired. So I don't get to the gym to go to spin class. You know, I don't get to do bike rides and runs with my daughter lately. So I think for me is knowing that I am improving the quality of life. And as a single mother, I'm showing my daughter self-care because you know oftentimes she will be watching tv and say you can you watch this movie with me and i'll say yeah but i got my computer in my lap so it's not you know quality time that i'm giving her so i know that this boundary for me it'll help me to have more quality time with myself my daughter and be able to get back to the things that i know i like and want to do absolutely uh 
the Bible says that we're to be of a sober mind. Oftentimes we equate that to spirits or alcohol, uh, but it means a mind that's clear. And we don't get clarity of mind without rest. Uh, When we're operating in fatigue, um, we make mistakes. Our spirits are not uh, as guarded. So things get by us. Uh, We are, um, we make mistakes. We, uh, We have to do things over making sure that that space is created for you is so very important. Um, I work for um, a Fortune 500 company here. And one of the things they teach us uh, day one is be here now. So whatever space it is you're in, don't just be present, but have your presence because that's key. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to our little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize until my daughter, and I only have one, uh, was an adult that her love language was quality of time. So when we were in our shouting matches, which moms and daughters go through, especially as they become teenagers, um, she would often say to me, you were not there for me. And to me, that was so puzzling. I'm like, I'm the parent that was there. I'm the parent that wasn't absent. I'm the parent that didn't disappear and then come back and then disappear and then come back. But the truth of the matter is, I was there, but I wasn't there. I worked a full-time job. I went to school full-time. Um, so it wasn't the present, the P-R-E-S-E-N-T she needed. It was my presence. And for her, like I, I bought her everything she could think about wanting. And it was none of that that she wanted. And that's because my love language is act of service. What she really wanted was my time. So that is uh, very good. And Melinda, I'm going to check in with you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to hold you accountable. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll do that. And you know, I think this is, first off, thank you so much. This was an excellent presentation. Excellent. Excellent. And you touched on a lot of stuff. got my wheels turning. I'm going to probably go back and listen to this like five, 10 times myself over the next week, because, you know, I realized that I have not been doing everything I need to do to create healthy boundaries in my life. Um, and I think it's, you know, sometimes because I, I also, I have a, a day job, you know, I'm, I'm a wellness coach during the day. So I know these things, but I'm, I can tell people all day and then I don't do it. You know, I'll, I'll uh, coach people on how to be healthy. And then I have a publishing company. So I'll help people get their dreams done. And then I have a daughter and then I do um, 
physical training and fitness training. So it's like all these things you're trying to hold in your hands, but you're not holding the right thing in your hand. <laughs> you know, you're not creating the right boundaries and maintaining them. So thank you so much. This was amazing. Amazing. I, I'm, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciated you coming on. And I look forward to learning more from you um in the the coming weeks as we have you on the podcast and you know as you share your wisdom on on parenting and boundaries and relationships because this was so dynamic like I thank you so much for coming it's my pleasure thank you thank you and so right now I'm going to open up the floor for anyone uh, if you have any questions or feedback for our special guest today um, yes. Hi, my name is Trudy. Hi, Melinda. Hi. I really enjoyed this. I got in late, um, slept late, like you said, staying up late. Um, <laughs> so I can definitely understand that, um, being a single mother of three, newly divorced, um, trying to run my own business. I'm a jewelry designer and my boundaries that I've had to learn is to, for myself, because I'm always with doing everything for everyone else. And I never self-care me. I never take out. Now um, I'm doing that because I have two amazing books um, up and forward on my Dirty Day Devotional up and forward by Elder Dwight Fallins and my, my heart book. I call this my heart book. And this is my boundary book here. And it's so, I like, I want to just cry right now. <laughs> Not tears of sadness, but tears of joy. Because this book has really made a difference. And that is, I am who God says I am. Reflections in the Mirror by Pastor Betty Young. This book has really gave me self-love. I'm so grateful for it. And this here has taught me that I, it's okay to put boundaries to preserve me. And I thank you both so much. I feel so empowered right now. And the two books that I'm reading, plus with my Bible and I'm in prayer, that's another boundary. I had to put boundaries of spiritual mm -hmm. that cut the worldly stuff off. You don't have to be looking at this and this. Set your time for spiritual, to grow yourself, to love yourself. And it's okay to say no. So it's okay. It's not that you're being mean. Sometimes you have to say no to preserve you. And I have a 13-year-old daughter and she always, mommy, can you spend time? And it's, it's our daughters that really, they mm -hmm. read that time for us. And the simple things like what she's interested in, you know, I have to be more like, not how like, you know, brush off, like I'm listening, but I'm not listening. Like you were saying, like you're watching the movie, but you have the laptop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I definitely, um, I know that this has empowered me to really just be able to say, it's okay to say no. Yes. And it's and okay it to self-care. Mm -hmm. Because no is a complete sentence. Um, I went on this journey of self-love in 2018. And one of the scriptures that the Lord gave me was um, when it says in the Bible that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Uh -huh. Oftentimes we're taught the love our neighbor part. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but grammatically, what was second has to come first. Right. So you've got to love you first. And that becomes the standard that you love others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got to love yourself in order to love your neighbor. Right. And it's like at the level you love you, uh, you'll find out it's easier to love others. When you extend grace to you, it's easy to extend grace to others. When you forgive you, it's mm-hmm. easy to forgive others. Like our relationship with us and the way we treat us becomes the roadmap for how we are to treat others. Um, so once we gather, you know, that the Lord wants us to love us, mm-hmm. uh, then it's easy to love others. Right. It definitely is. And it loving myself is so fun. (laughs) Now that I've learned to love myself, it's fun to love yourself. Mm -hmm. But thank you all so much. This was so amazing. And I hope that I'm able to attend more. This is amazing and a blessing. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you, Miss Trudy. And listen, you know what's so funny is I was sitting here and Miss Trudy, you came to my mind, and that's when I sent you that that inbox message to join in the group. And I'm gonna put a shameless plug. I did not know that she was reading the two books that she mentioned are two of my authors. So I have assisted in publishing uh, about 288 books, and the two books that she mentioned is uh, this one is actually by my mom, uh, Miss Betty Young. She's a pastor, and. Um, I labor with this was a labor of love, y'all. Cause you know, when you're working with your, your family, you gotta have boundaries, right? <laughs> and so this is that book that she's talking about. And it's an amazing, I learned a lot from, from this book, Reflections in the Mirror. And it's available on Amazon. And this one, uh, Up and Forward, Dwight Follins. This is my brother and a dynamic pastor. And I think when I was helping him to write this book, I pushed him so hard and I said, look, you got three weeks to get this book done. So I made him write his book in three weeks and it was just a dynamic journey. And it's Miss Trudy, I thank you for sharing and being transparent about how the books are helping you because I was talking with a friend last week and I said, I think I'm gonna close my publishing company. You know, I've had it for about four years and I was like, I think I'm just gonna close it because I don't know if it's impacting people. So what you just said was like a a great encourager to just keep going and people are being impacted and and helped and inspired through these books that I'm assisting to publish. So thank you for joining. And as we close, um, again, I just thank you. I just thank you, my master life coach. I thank you for, for coming on and sharing us, gracing us with your presence. Mm-hmm. And I am just so honored that you took the time to really walk us through boundaries and you were open and relatable, you know, cause I've been to boundary workshops where it was great, but it wasn't relatable. I couldn't relate with what they were saying. And so this was so amazing. And I can't wait to have you on the podcast next week. And for anyone who's listening in, 
Um, the Boundaries Bootcamp, this actually is going to be our last live session. We are transitioning to podcast. So all of our sessions now will be podcast based and they will come out each week. Um, so you'll still be able to connect with us. You'll still be able to uh, join in on the live podcast recordings to have your questions. But we're going to kind of try to change up the structure a little bit. This is our third boot camp, And so we felt like it's time to change it up just a bit. So thank you all for being here and joining Boundaries Bootcamp. And I want to allow our master life coach and uh, chief boundary creator uh, to uh, tell us how we can connect with her and um, leave any final thoughts and words for us for this week. You can uh, connect with me on all social media at Coach Michelle, and that's M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E, Kennedy, C-A-N-A-D-Y. Um, and that's on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can email me directly at Coach Michelle at Embrace, the number four, U-Y-O-U, Dot com, and that's my direct email address. Uh, and our website is embrace the number four uyou.com. Uh, and I am eager to speak with you all uh, to see how we can connect. It has definitely been an honor and a pleasure uh, to be on the platform. Whenever I am invited into a space, it becomes sacred to me. And my desire is to connect with that one. Um, and when I connect with that one, everyone else who gets it is a bonus. Um, and I feel that my um, my connection with that one is truly has been done. Uh, so everybody else who gets it and who hears the podcast, you are the plus. Um, thank you again. I truly appreciate you for joining in the Rise and Grow podcast and listening to week three of Boundaries Bootcamp. This has been a phenomenal session and our special guest today has really brought the heat and showed us how we can create and maintain healthy boundaries. I will not treat myself like the pair of flip-flops by the door. I am special, honey. I am the special pair of shoes that has a special box and bag inside. I will create and maintain healthy boundaries for myself this week, and I challenge you to do the same. Thank you, my friends, for listening to the Rise and Grow podcast with me, your girl, Melinda Rackley, the inspiration engineer. And I look forward to sharing the rest of Boundaries Bootcamp with you in the coming weeks. Remember, you are in charge of your boundaries. It is never too late to create them. And if you see a wall without a door, you can build one. Have a great day, my friends. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.